Hello guys, thank you so much. Welcome to Activating Youth Activism's podcast. Today we are going to be discussing the topic, Does South Africa Have a Youth in Crisis? And I have for you today very remarkable young people who are doing great work in the space of youth activism and have also impacted many young people across the country. So there is Yologazim Futo and there's Irfan Mangira. So Yologazim Futo is a master's candidate, master's candidate at the University of Fortin. She is a former president of Enactus. She is a former member of the Youth Advisory Panel for the United Nations Development Fund and an award-winning speaker. Uh, it's an impeccable record. We also have Irfan Mangera, who is the head of youth programs at the Ahmed Kadrada Foundation. He is um, the former deputy president of the Students Education Students Council at Wits University. He's also an award-winning community activist and also um, is the National Union of, youth, uh, of Muslim Students um, Association Secretary. So thank you so much, guys, for making it to this session. We really appreciate um, you making it here and the views that you are going to bring to us. Um, these are impeccable records. I'm sure you guys have had many experiences with young people and working for and with young people. And this topic, in some way, I found it really interesting. And having to converse with people like you guys, I think um, we are going to get a solid ground and young people out there who are going to be listening to this are going to somewhat be motivated and recognize where they can pick up and uh, ensure a, a, a great future for young people, for themselves in society. So uh, this topic actually emanates from looking at the current state of South African uh, uh, climate in, in terms of looking at the unemployment rates in amongst young people, looking at um, the low participation rates, political participation and engagement rates of young people in South Africa, uh, looking at the high uh, crime rates and the dominance of young people in the numbers of crime. And there are many other issues where young people start up, entrepreneur startups don't uh, prosper as much. There's only 6% that does, you know, those kinds of issues. And we come to ask ourselves, why is it that we are experiencing so much when, when it concerns young people? Why is it that we saw young people um, dominating uh, when we had the looting incidents? So that is a question for, on the floor right now. I don't know if Irfan, can you answer this question? Cool. Thank you so much, firstly, for, for having me. And I look forward to this um, important discussion. Do we have a youth in crisis? I think we do. I think it's it might not be as as simple as just saying you know young people um, are just involved in all these things, but I think we need to understand the structural and systemic causes to which um, young people have been forced into a lot of um, the points that you are raising. Youth unemployment, as we have, as we stand to today, stands at a mega, uh, mega, 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 mega crisis. We have, just like myself, who had the opportunity to go to university, we were very small number. Um, the huge numbers of young people who in the communities do not have the same kind of access. So. To, to, to say there's a youth in crisis is, I think, correct. It's, mm. it's, it, but unfortunately, we do have to recognize that it's not young people that are at fault of, these, of, of this crisis. Yes, we need to be organizing better, but the system in itself has been, um, for years now, the excluding young people mm. from accessing opportunities, from creating mm. opportunities. Mm. And when I say opportunities, I mean at the basic level of, um, internships or giving various skills development programs. Mm. We see very, very little of this kind of organized approach from both government and the private sector. Mm. Mm. Thank you so much for that, Irfan. And you're touching on a very important point when you look, when we talk about internships. That's what I had from the, from the last part of your contribution in terms of internships and looking at 
entry level internships and how much they pay young people who um, have master's degrees, who have PhDs. So um, the crisis being a systematic issue, um, marginalizing young people is a very valid point. So thank you so much for that contribution. Um, to you, uh, Yologazi, what do you think about this question? Does South Africa have a youth in crisis? Um, yes, um, um, yes, um, we have a huge crisis in South Africa with, um, when it comes to young people. Um, young people in South Africa, the majority um, of the population, about 60% uh, of the population is very much young in Africa. But when it comes to um, people who are making decisions, then it's slightly about 5% of young people are represented um, in, um, in legislative um, institutions such as parliament. Um, and, and, and you find out now that young people are always at the receiving end of um, the lead of service delivery and get to make decisions in this country. So yes, um, however, now we have seen that young people, as much as we are facing this crisis, young people are still keeping on in making strides, making sure that the country sees them um, and the country is kind of in a better position um, due to the actions that they put um, in order to better their lives. Um, regardless of the concerns that they're faced with. So we've seen young people um, during the FISMAS for the whole country into a standstill, calling for free quality education and decolonized education. That was a huge milestone um, to um, 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 for people who are not part of this decision-making body mm -hmm. in the country to actually change policy when it comes to education. Also, um, um, that's the reason why the youth of 2015 during the FISMAS whole period was largely compared to the youth of 1976 mm -hmm. because they were kind of changing the tide mm -hmm. and changing mm -hmm. dynamics of what then it means to be a young person in the country. So that's one that's one part where we've seen um young people um making strides um in, in in making sure that they are seen and they are heard in the country. Also we saw I think it was 2016 or 2017 um, um students from um uh, Pretoria High um girls high um when they were talking about hey and and even the entire the entire country was um had to see those um young people um particularly uh, the likes of Zulaika Patel who were actually complaining about the issue that young black people are not recognized even in in, in places where they should be recognized schooling um, um you know where they go to Model C schools, they want to be seen head as black people, but the one thing that they are still marginalized and discriminated about is their head, mm. right? So we've seen young people making strides as mm. much as they are not part of the decision-making body. So um, this is to show that, yes, we have young people in crisis, but young people are actually are making strides to ensure that this crisis does not define them. Mm -hmm. um, does not become the main in the end of the story, but it mm -hmm. is the means to an end, which the end has to be a country that um, is very much thoughtful of how they treat um, young people. Now, also touching on the issue of the decline in political participation from the young side of young people, um, and I would have um, a very much um, interesting um, position intervention here because I am look in the institutions of higher learning at the University of Forte, which is mostly known as a hub for political activism and yep. of course for yeah. producing um, leaders from uh, leaders who then became statesmen hmm. for more than five countries in the world. So um, you've, young people are very much interested in politics. Um, you've seen young people who are participating in the likes of SASCO, your SAUS, your um, South African Youth Council. Young people are very much active. But of course, young people are still very much demotivated because mm. the line, the queues are super long for mm. them to be um, in legislature, to be councillors, to be mayors, to be... Um, district mayors and so forth and so forth um, because the older generation they are hoarding positions they do not want to give power and positions to young people who are serving them in the ground 
so for instance, now you've seen um, the governing party doing marches and the governing party um, at some point have its own young people attending against saying that you want to revive the youth league of the party. You, that is the reason why. That is the work of young people on the ground to show that young people they still want to participate in politics however they're discouraged by the systems in their political organizations because it takes a while for them to be recognized mm. and be given get given because oh they get given platforms for them to contest political positions mm. because um if i'm saying that to get positions then it's like they're just giving us a silver platter but they actually work for this um contrary we've seen on the other the opposition side of uh, of the um, political organizations that they do take a number of young people put them in parliament put them in legislatures put them in decision making bodies in and and however it's still a large a, a very a small percentage of young people are represented there mm -hmm. um, um, um but but the point here that i'm making is that Yes, there is voter apathy when it comes to voting for elections, but it is a fallacy that young people are disinterested in politics. Mm. Young people are very much interested in politics. However, now the dynamics in um, politics, in party politics to be specific, mm. are what um, is distracting and demotivating young people, um, hindering their progress in uh, making sure that they are going up and up in decision making and and being part um, of parliament and other um, um, institutions that are responsible for decision making. I see that. Yes, Irfan. No, I I, I actually do um, agree with some of what Yulakazi is saying, um, but I think in in the experience of political participation, not merely from the the party politics. Um, remember, mm -hmm. you can participate in politics not being affiliated to, to a particular party. And I think that recognition must also be, be, be given. Um, I like the fact that you look as is also mentioned how, you know, focus on rebuilding the ANC Youth League, for example, and how that organization was meant to serve young people and hasn't in many years. You have the, the other parties like the EFF Student Command, but also once again, each of the groups are speaking to their own constituency, and mm. rightly so, they, they mm. should be. But and the, and the example of Fismas for given is one that's shown, you know, young people standing together beyond just party affiliation mm. can mm. achieve much greater mm. change. And I think that is an indication of being participate or participating within yep. political activity mm. beyond just the attachment to a political party. Mm. And I think I would also say that, you know, as far as what the system has done thus far is why young people will be interested in, you know, discussing politics or debating or whatever, but they won't actively participate as a result of continuous failure by specifically local government. And I'd say this because here is your, your, your issues on the ground, your, your bread and butter, your, mm. your lights, water, mm. housing. Well, not housing to the full extent, but your, your, your municipal issues that are, are not dealt with. Um, and I'll give you the same the example that I, give, I gave last week to somebody was that in Lehigh, for example, you have a library that was built into, well, started in 2016, mm. hadn't been finished in 2018, hadn't been opened till mm. now. And until our youth club organized and dealt with the issue, political parties were silent. And mm -hmm. it's not just one political party because the current ward is in within the ANC, within the ANC uh, hands. And the previous administration was under Mashaba and the DEA and the EFF Alliance. And now you have a point where it was all these political parties responsible for just mm -hmm. opening a library, but none of them could do so, regardless mm -hmm. of how much activism or participation that young people put into getting that library open. Mm. So I think it's it's these issues at the ground that, that push people further away, that also draw in questions of whether or not um, young people actually truly have uh, a voice when dealing with these issues and how does that voice translate into change? Because ultimately that's what we want to see now is a change process. So transformation, mm. Want to see systems being benefiting young people and so on. So I think 
the issue of participation we've also seen clearly within the voters role or how little young people want to contribute by voting and not perhaps not even understanding fully the need so, to be voting and how they can organize themselves yes. with power to, to re-elect people that they think are um, in uh, represent them in their, their interests. Yes, I, I, I like the fact that you guys are both agreeing on the fact that um, the, 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 the notion that young there is a, a, a youth crisis in South Africa, yes, there is a crisis, but the crisis is not emanating from the unwillingness of young people to actually dust themselves up and be part of the growth of society. But this is a systematic issue and making the example of the fees must fall, making the example of other things that young people have come together, such as um, <clears throat> advocating for the opening of the Lehigh Library, making examples of those things shows that young people are willing to take on the role of being the change makers in society. Young people are willing to go out there and, 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 and change and advocate for change, but it is the system that discourages and, and, and limits young people from um, doing such things. And I, I really um, like that fact. And surely some people that are listening right now, they might be getting an perspective, um, a perspective of this is actually what is going on. And now we know what the enemy is and how we are going to fight that enemy. So, um, you also, you guys also happened to answer a question that I was going to ask you after, which was, what, uh, what do you, why, why do you, how do you think you can explain the issue of low participation of young people in terms of po uh, um, political engagement and dates back to the issue of the system also and how some someone might argue, some might come and bring the argument that um, uh, the system didn't didn't allow too much for individuals also to participate in terms of elections, to, to, to stand for office, to stand for presidency, for parliament, and also looking at party politics and how in those spaces, older people who are, who are, who are known to have had an immense contribution, the history of those parties are being prioritized over young people. But now the question that I have for you uh, is that, from your experience of young, with working with young people and government and uh, uh, engaging with young people from different spaces, what were, were the issues that you found there amongst young people? What uh, issues were, were common in terms of the encounters you have had with young people in different communities? And what do young people from the ground actually lack and what do they need? And how can these issues be addressed? From your experiences with young people, let me give this to Irfan first, and then we can move to your logans again. Thank you. So, you know, the program that um, I'm currently overseeing and managing is about organizing youth in communities. And I think it's given me great insight into the vast differences within our communities that exist, the vast uh, challenges as far as the triple threat as, as known as unemployment, inequality, and poverty. <coughs> Apologies. But also how this translates then within, you know, the various forms um, and structures that exist, and also how services are, are provided differently. In, in, in saying this, I think you have huge amounts of young people in, for example, your who are working class township areas who don't have the kind of access and, and access is a big issue because just, just I mean, looking through youth capital's um, action plan and some of the stats that were coming, it is shocking to know how, how much it costs to just apply for a job or look for a job. That kind of cost is something that young people don't just have uh, laying around. So, the same example of the library, Lehigh is a very is a is a is a small um, community in the outskirts of Lanesia, some five, six, seven kilometers away. There isn't any local CBD or business district. There isn't a 
any center where young people or anyone for that matter can go and access um, any form of resources. So mm. when we spoke of the library, it was speaking of access to internet, access yes. to safe spaces, so yes. people don't have to walk and travel. Mm. Um, access, in, in fact, it's also how those, that infrastructure is meant to help communities like this, but because of corruption, and not corruption from a very high level, you know, speaking at a high level, corruption from within the community and within the, the local government that, that had allowed for these, in, in these various projects to be put on hold or not completed because people had decided that they wanted the money for themselves. I think building on that capacity also speaks about um, moving beyond, you know, internet and, and, and so on, is the services you get and how, you know, issues of safety and the different kinds of policing that we have or are the disproportionate services that are existing. Um, I also wrote about um, the issue of entrepreneurship and opportunities where in communities like this, um, you don't have the kind of backing to, to create or explore those mm -hmm. kind of opportunities because there isn't any uh, infrastructure, but also space. So you have to travel out and that would obviously come at a, at a cost. Um, beyond that, you know, services, uh, I can tell you now issues around drugs and alcohol is a huge, huge challenge, but not, un, you know, it's, it's small in comparison to the, to the, to the, to the bigger ones, but still mm. impacting very highly on young people's mm. potential and their future prospects. Mm. Um, we've seen how, because of, of the, the lack of opportunities, the lack of growth, people then turn to um, using substances. Uh, and, and then after as well, the issue on mental health and suicide, which is another big challenge on the mm. ground. Um, I think you, you mentioned crime in the beginning, but you know, you we cannot be saying young people are involved in crime just just in jail. Mm. I think it's it's we have to understand the systemic links, and mm. I also want to bring in the issue of climate and why, how climate affects disproportionately poor and marginalized communities. Yeah. Um, even though it might not be um, one that that many people look at, considering you know your other three big issues, but as an intersectional activist, we have to consider how gender climate, race, all play intertwined roles within, within the, the system that we speak about. And as we speak about the system, the system is made up of people, of officials, of, 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 of policy. We then have to be participating in those for, the various forums to influence them. And at the local level, I can tell you now, when we sit in an IDP meeting, speaking about what is it that we want to be addressing, very few young people come out and participate in those processes. And yes, there might be lack of organization of young people on the ground, but I think it's also a large issue around how do these IDP sessions work? How do, do what time frames are they using? Because, you know, obviously you have to take into account school and other opportunity or other um, commitments and responsibilities that young people have. Um, and I think, let me just end off it kind of a sad note, but you know, in Orange Farm just last week, we had lost a young person who had fell into a drain, mm -hmm. um, an open manhole. And in as much as I wanna say, um, yes, accountability is something, well, the point I wanna raise is around accountability and how we, 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 we establish, you know, spaces of accountability within our communities. But when speaking to an issue like this, Yes, the municipality must take responsibility for that manhole not being closed and the danger it poses to all young people. I mean, many more could potentially drown in a, a, in a, in a manhole like that. But the community as well needs to be responsive. It needs to be active. It needs to be calling out the failure where it sees those failure of, uh, of service delivery in their communities. But again, there's another connection here to how even in them reporting it, the, 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 the response also sometimes becomes very difficult to manage because then the economic crisis means people will want to use those, uh, those, those covers again to resell, to, to earn some money as well. So what are the options that we're looking at? And we can't just be looking at it from within a linear lens. It has to be multiple 
um, or, or taking into account the multiple aspects that, that, that happen um, on the ground. When you mentioned the issue of crime and drugs in communities, and I like how you also mentioned that you must look at what is the reason these things are happening? What is driving young people towards these? To, towards these things. It's not crime because just crime, because they just want to be criminals, but it's the systematic issues of lack of, they, they are, they, there's unemployment and young people have to feed their families also. So they resort to these kinds of things. And the other major points that you have made about the, the recent uh, issue where the young, the young man fell into that hole. Um, I'm just going to give you this chance to make this contribution, Irfan, before I move to um, Yologaz as we approach the end of our session. Just wanted to end off on the point of accountability because when we speak to systems, we also know that we have the responsibility as, as people and as citizens to hold anyone to account. Um, and mm. those people need to, be, need to know that on the ground, people will not rest until they take responsibility yes. for, for their positions in power. So yes. power comes with responsibility and, and we need to ensure that we create the necessary tools and platforms where people can speak and hold people accountable without yes. fear or favor because at the end of the day, we also can't be intimidating using violent means because that's yes. the, the way we know democracy will start collapsing completely and what we are already starting to see on the ground. So yes. thank you. Thank you. And the point that you're also making now, uh, relating to having to also hold in terms of accountability. Um, I know we're looking at it for, for, from the lenses of the young people and what's not. Let's also take this very same point to looking at service delivery in our municipalities, looking at service delivery in our communities and holding the leaders or government and authorities accountable for what is happening in the communities, which also uh, is an important fact, noting how so many other young people are reluctant towards voting. So voting is a measure of holding government accountable, is a, is a way that you can say, conscious, clear, that I have done what I need to do for the future of my country. And if you are angry about something, vote. Vote for it and hope for change. Vote in the person that you trust on. Uh, so Ayolugazi, uh, if you can make a contribution um, to the question that we just had now on your experiences with young people and uh, communities and engaging with young people from different places, what have been the main issues that you have come across? What are the issues in the ground? What is happening in the ground from your experiences? Um, oh, well, um, thank you, Spe. Well, um, Ethan has a kind of um, captured a whole lot of things that I also wanted um, to suggest. Mm -hmm. um, and the things like young people's issues are cutting across the whole country. So mm -hmm. we find out the same issues relating to crime, relating yeah. to substance abuse, political apathy, unemployment, um, lack of access to SRHR, um, gender-based violence, things like that. So they cut across the country. But to be specific, in particular, in my area, I've kind of encountered a number of issues um, that affect young people. So you'd find out that um, young people in rural areas, they're still facing a huge issue when it comes to accessing quality education. So you would um, be shocked that there are still people who are traveling more than five kilometers to access education. Mm. Secondly, young people do not have the basic resources and facilities to ensure that their education is good enough for them to be prepared to go to institutions of higher, institutions of higher learning. So if people they go to schools in the rural areas or township schools, and then they are assumed to be ready for institutions of higher learning, then the universities, they fail, then they drop out. Right. Mm. Remember, those people who are dropping out their NSFAS beneficiaries, mm. meaning that they go back to add on the number of people who are unemployed, number of people who are living under poverty, mm. number of people who do not have access to anything that sees them as human beings. 
That's one. Secondly, um, there's also an issue with accessing basic healthcare. Um, and it is a huge issue that is affecting young people because now we've seen things like the rise in teenage pregnancy, the rise in lack of access of SRHR, the mm -hmm. rise in suicide when it comes to men, because these young people do not have access to basic and adequate health services where they can go. If someone wants to have access to family planning, they just go freely to get um, services. Or if someone has mental issues, they can go to a clinic or a hospital, then they see a psychologist, a social worker, then they can be assessed and then they get um, assistance. Then that also translates to young people abusing alcohol and drugs because mm -hmm. they find solace um, in drugs and alcohol because they do not have access to the basic things that are going to assess, assist them in mm. their social mobility, mm. right? Also, one other issue that I'm very passionate about um, that I've also taken time to actually address the issue of gender-based violence, intimate partner violence. So you find out people, they abuse alcohol, they have this um, unstable household, they are facing these problems, then the next thing they do, they perpetuate in a violence, right? And the, our country has a long, long history of um, they have normalized, we have normalized violence. So when it comes to partner violence, people they abuse um, women, children in the name that we are men, in the name that um, we are unemployed, in the name that we are struggling. Therefore, for me to take to ease my frustration, let me take them um, out on your women or mm. on children and stuff like that. So these are the issues that are, are facing young people. They are facing the entire country, but they tend to be more severe on young people because these are young people who have been promised of a better future. Mm. So you can imagine our group, the 90s kids, we are promised that you go to school, you get education, you get a job, you get to live a better life. But that was a lie. It never happened. Mm. So our problems, yes, as much as the problems that are faced by our grandfathers, and grandmothers um, are now severe because we had hoped of a better future. Mm. We had hoped that we were going to be as the born freeze that we would have preferred. Exactly. So yes. those are the issues that are facing young people in the country right now. And 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 of course, we as much as we like to discuss problems and, and, and how much are we affected by the problems? But it's also commendable that young people have gathered together and then they're yep. working towards addressing these problems, yeah. right? Um, they're working towards those problems. Um, we've seen, um, 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 you know, um, people making sure that they're starting their businesses, we're encouraging entrepreneurship and stuff. And, and and you have your agencies like NYTA that are there to ensure that young people are getting funding and stuff. And of course, they have their own issues. Like the system, as we have diagnosed the problem from the onset, that we have systematic problems. So we can't solve them on one day, right? So, so you see young people are kind of making strides in entrepreneurship, making strides, um, trying to keep active by involving themselves in the arts industries, entertainment, education. Do you feel, as people who have worked with various youth organizations and youth simulations, do you feel, or have also observed what is happening in society? Do you feel that the existing uh, government youth uh, agencies or simulations, or also non-government youth agencies, um, are having enough impact of the, on young people? And uh, how can we strengthen that impact and make sure that we reach more young people, we reach more communities to empower more young people um, and ensure the growth of South Africa. Because we, we understand that this is a collective uh, uh, responsibility that we have. Um, it is the role of young people themselves to work and also the role of the agencies and governments also to, to help in uplifting young people. So do you feel that the existing young um, youth simulations and youth agencies are, are doing enough work to actually impact young people? And how can we work towards uh, strengthening that impact on communities? Thank you. Uh, Irfan, if you can go first. When we say, you know, Amandla, Awetu, we speak of power to the people, right? Mm. 
and since democracy we haven't we, we we actually dismantled people's power by dismantling the civic organizations and the numerous amounts of organizations mm. that were doing or rather organizing within their communities mm. and yes you've seen over time how you there's been re-establishment of ngos npos and civic bodies but kind of quality of consciousness they also is something that, that that's not uh, where it used to be. I do think for us to, to stay true to that and for change to happen, we need to begin reorganizing society, not on the lines of political parties, because you know political parties will have their supporters and membership, but of ordinary citizens in their communities who want to see change, who, who, who want to be part of the democracy, who want to speak to and through issues that they are facing yes. and contribute therein and have a voice, I think we need to reestablish a, a, a very progressive, organized, community-based um, approach to dealing with, with this. Yes. I know a lot of our challenges, you see in the auditor's report, the auditor general's report and so on, that speaks of the failure of local government and how many municipalities are dysfunctional, or who have used all their money is basically all used up and by by its various contracts and illicit flows, whatever, whatever. But I think at the being is that at a local level, this is where change needs to start and about reintroducing uh, that that change within all our spaces. Um, at sports club, I and I, I I was involved in cricket, so I know how mm. you it's possible to use sports, cultural organizations, women's groups, youth groups all towards a you know, common agenda for communities to change. Where a community strengthened, we see better responses to dealing with issues, whether it's drugs and alcohol, whether it's public health, whether it's um, creating job opportunities or service delivery issues, where a community is, 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 is functioning and working together, you see, you see better change and better impact. Mm. So I think it's, it's, it's about rebuilding that people's power mm. so that you, we can move beyond just the need for um, speaking about um, political parties as the sole, uh, the sole people who are responsible for, for making the change. Yeah. Ultimately, the change must come from ourselves as well. Yes, yes. Thank you, Irfan, for making that point, that it's, it's a collective responsibility. We all, as society, have a collective responsibility for the betterment of South Africa. If we hold hands in unity and fight for the development of our people and our country. Um, also, before I go to Yologazi, I'd like to commend the work that she has done at the University of Fortin and the work that you guys have done there um, in the recent very brutal and uh, heartbreaking incident that it ha that had happened to Unostelo, and the various um, initiatives that have been developed in that particular university in trying to um, hold the fight against gender-based violence. So the work is very commendable, and we thank you guys for for what you have done. Um, so if you could um, give us your opinion and your contribution to, to this question. Do you feel that the current, the existing government youth agencies and organizations are doing enough to impact young people in communities? And if not, how can those be uh, strengthened to make sure that we reach more young people and ensure a better future for South Africa? Thank you. Yulagazi? Yes, um, it was a very um, difficult time for us in the institution um, with the death of Mastailu and many other women that have died in the country. Um, and it took us by storm when you know when, when Mastailu died um, the previous year we had um, a situation again mm. where um, a, a man was killed by um, his um, girlfriend in the one of the residences. So um, of course um, gender-based violence it is um, a scare that has um, faced the whole country, but when it hits home, um, it's then very difficult to deal with. Um, and we thank God and, and, and thank everyone who had kind of held our hand in ensuring mm -hmm. that um, everything was done with grace and we are healing from mm -hmm. that um, um, incident. 
Now, answering your question on the effectiveness of the government agencies, I am the worst person to answer that question. <laughs> you know, because um, because recently um, I was talking with someone about the effectiveness of the South African Youth Council. And of course, even the NYDA itself, because these institutions are heavily politicized. So if you are not aligned with any political organization in the country, chances are you will not even know when elections are open, mm. or you won't even know when appointments are made, because mm. um, these institutions are heavily politicized, mm. and they are retiring, or what do we call a home, um, a retirement home for political groups of the country. Um, so, so effectiveness, they are not effective. Um, they still need to be monitored and evaluated accordingly, and mm. they need to be depoliticized. Yes. I remember when we saw the NYDA interviews a few months ago, um, and then the, the interviews were very much interesting, but you, you, could, you could not ignore the fact that majority of the candidates, there were people that we know from politics, yeah. and, and, and whose CVs we have seen, but it's not so sufficient but because they are known in the public domain mm. as um, politicians, therefore they were given the liberty to go and stand for themselves in the panel um, for, yeah. to be interviewed. So um, they, we still need more young people who are not um, so political, um, who are very much apolitical yeah. um, to be part of these institutions. Um, mm. Institutions like South African Youth Council, institutions like the NYDA. And of course now we, the establishment of the youth parliament um, led by the Honorable Kolangola. Um, mm. He had promised that he is going to depoliticize the youth parliament and invite the civil society mm. and invite the other small organizations that deal with young people's issues to ensure that uh, young people's voices, regardless of their political affiliation, are kind of heard. Mm. So we're still waiting for that and we are hoping by the year 2030, things are going to be a bit different in the country um, mm -hmm. when it comes to these um, political um, institutions that represent young people. They are, they are going to they are going to stop um, being politicized and people like us and you and Ifan are going to get space and we are going to contest the space and of course make change um, mm -hmm. where we can. Um, yeah, um, I, I think that's that's that, and I, I, I would not necessarily even highlight the good work that they've done, because the good work they've done is much clouded by the work that has been done in order to politicize um, the institutions. So, for instance, the NYTA, we know that they've been given, um, they've given a lot of young people money to do projects and stuff. However, people who have received the money are people who are politically aligned. So when you submit mm -hmm. your applications yep. um, and you submit um, your requests for funding, um, they then some people, they want you um, to be associated with a certain political organization, mm. or they want you to be associated with certain people in the community or in the country for them to actually respond mm. to your issues. Um, so the work is done, it's commendable, but the work needs to be processed in a different way, and the system has to be changed. But everyone, every young person can actually part um, benefit from the riches of this country. I mean, um, the constitution says that South Africa belongs to everyone who lives in it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for that contribution, uh, uh, Yolo Gazi. Thank you. And I think from the work that we've also done together in the, in the APRM, amongst the points of young people being empowered, that, that, that and political engagement or engagement in the, in the interest for, for the development of our country, the notion of the youth parliament and how much it is so politicized um, was a recurring notion that you cannot say you, we are destined for a success for young, young people. If we are constantly going, it's, go it's going to be a fight against political ideology and another political ideology. And there's no neutral ground from young people who are actually from the communities and actually want the change raw from the communities, not impacted by any political paradigms. So that's, thank you for that particular point, very constructive. So going to our closing remarks now, um, 
the final questions that we, the question that we are also going to use as our closing remark is what is your dream for young people in SA in the future? What is your dream for young people in SA in the future? And how can you, if you can just provide a, a few words of encouragement to, for, of young people and of motivation to young people, telling them to get out there. And um, Irfan can then address uh, the, the, the outstanding uh, question, Irfan. Thank you. Uh, I know after you know, as I covered it, I was ready to speak about, you know, politicization mm -hmm. of those structures. I do want to mention, you know, those structures have a, a gate, there's lots of gatekeeping there. You, you've seen how people would stay there for years, even people who are not legitimate youth, as the term is being mm -hmm. used, who are, you know, taking space where young people should have been leading. And it's, it's, it goes to know because, you know, at a national leadership, at a, you know, all areas of leadership in this country, we see how very little space people are given, even within those lists, as was mentioned by Ulokazi. Mm. You know, the NYDA process, again, it showed us there's good quality candidates, once again, mm. who can stand on a board of the NYDA. But, you know, there is political interference. And I think naturally so it will come with, with the territory. But it's also, it is, why is it contested so much? Because there aren't as many spaces for young people to also find um, a voice and find space to, to serve and to work. Yes, and my yes. encouragement to, therefore would be for us to contest um, locally, contest within our spaces so that we, we do take up as much as possible, as space as possible. Yesterday, we had a, a, a consultation with the Department of Women, Youth and People with Disabilities, and they want to propose this new youth development bill. It's going to parliament where they'll you know, obviously debate it and the, all the processes of, of further engagement with youth will happen. But in there also they've allocated you know, these various structures of, of youth forum within different, the three different phases of government. But the question I then posed again was you know, accountability. Who gets to, who, how is, um, how are people elected to, to, to serve there? who is responsible for what kind of roles? What is the yes. mandate? Yes. Um, what is the target? And these are things that are missing and not asked. The youth parliament ex example, again, you know, I only found out two years back about this, but who, how does it, how do young people get picked and selected to be part of, mm. of such forums? Mm. Um, and it is, it's the removal completely of uh, democratic or democracy rather. To, to just allow and put people who you, you're comfortable with or you think will represent your views without um, having um, gone through a proper process of, of, of representation and elections. So I think it, there's, there's multiple issues there. And I, as I mentioned in my previous answer, it has to start locally and we then must work with where we can, work with these agencies to, 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 to implement change. But where they're failing is how, how do we then say, no, you're failing, you need to be able to do this. And I think in South Africa, generally speaking, accountability is something we haven't really been very fixed and, and, and hard on. So my dream for young people is that and I would encourage anyone listening or any young person to get involved as much as you can in whatever mm. space you can. Mm. Um, it allowed me to grow tremendously throughout yeah. my schooling life, throughout you know, my time at university. Being involved opens up opportunities. It allows you to meet various people. It allows you to grow and learn so much more than your, your, just your immediate environment. I think the dream is that we as young people will start taking up more space and leading this country with high ethical values, but also to serve. Yeah, servant leadership is something that I've seen less of. There's somebody who is now turned to the responsibility of taking forward Ahmed Kathrara's legacy. It's about how do we create that space for servant leadership and mm. promote that kind of mm. um, leadership within mm. our own spaces. Because it, I, you know, I've also experienced young people themselves who aren't really fit for positions that they hold. So we need to be equally um, holding ourselves to a standard that says, no, we demand better for ourselves, but also of ourselves. So we need to be able to hold ourselves to that as well. Thank you so much for, for having me. We demand better for ourselves, but also of ourselves. I think that's a great uh, a way to end this conversation. I hope we are listening.
I hope you young person out there who's listening to this, you are learning. We demand better for ourselves, but also of ourselves. Love it. Um, Yologazi, uh, your contribution, your dream for young people um, in South Africa and words of encouragement. Well, my dream, I usually um, say to uh, people, young people in the country, I always say that it is very important that we live through our potential. We always keep on stretching ourselves, mm. knocking on those doors, trying mm. to make ourselves better so that when opportunities arise, we are found ready and not yes. found wanting. Yes. It is very important that we are very much, um, when we think, we think of ourselves globally, but mm. our actions must be localized. Yes. So when you want to ideas, you want to implement ideas, let's not think and could be confined in our own areas. Let's be think about our situations in a global perspective. Mm. And then when we implement, implement locally. Mm. And lastly, I always say that I will always be indebted to the people that raise me and the people from my own community. Mm. So whenever I go, wherever I go, I will always represent the people of Pakistan, which is my view people of the eastern cape the people of south africa because mm. they are the reason i am what i am today and i know i've been to places that i've been to it is because of where i come from and mm. therefore i'll never forget where i come from from making sure that i have my own uh, by becoming a better person again thank you mm. Mm. thank you so much uh, for these contributions thank you so much uh, i hope um and i know that young people out there have been inspired young people out there have learned um, that we must never forget where we come from. We must think big and dream big and not forget that we are working to serve our communities. In that process, we must also be reminded that we demand as much as we demand more for ourselves, but we must also demand more of ourselves for, for us to be the leaders that we want in our communities, for us to be the leaders that we have, we have always lacked in our communities and for the development of our country. And on that note, I want to thank my guests uh, for honoring my invite uh, out of your busy, busy, busy schedules and coming to joining us in this important conversations. I know young people have learned a lot and thank you so much to our listeners for once again joining us on the Activating Youth Activism podcast on the topic does South Africa have a youth in crisis? Meaningful contributions, meaningful engagement. Thank you so much for our speakers till we meet.